from Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid, where we are going to bring you the most actionable sales, marketing, leadership advice today and personal development in 15 minutes or less. Today's podcast, as I mentioned, is really all about leadership. Yeah, it is. We have, what, 243, I think, employees right now. We are, just give you guys an idea, like, we're going to be hiring like 150 employees probably. In this next year, we better figure out be, how to lead. Yeah. <laughs> so we're literally just having this podcast to ask you guys, hey, give us your best <laughs> leadership advice because this thing is going crazy. No, but you've you've written a you've written a blog about this. You've yeah. been on other podcasts. You've kind of developed these this four pillars, yeah, four of, pillars leadership of leadership that you've sort of figured out over the last decade or so of yeah. leading the team, leading a sales team, leading an entire organization. Yeah. Nothing uh, replaces experience, right? So you, I've had my <laughs> share of missteps, let's just say. So it's interesting with leadership because it's like John Maxwell says, there's different levels of leadership. And as you grow in your career, not only do you grow in your ability in leadership, but you also have different callings in leadership. Like think about this. This is the one that's been resonating with me the most. And it's pretty hardcore. There are leaders out there that are strong enough leaders to be able to send troops into battle knowing that some of those troops are going to die. Yeah, yeah, And it's like, think about that level of leadership that you can have that responsibility knowing you're going to be making decisions where not everybody's going to win. And one of the biggest weaknesses for leaders, right? And there's different myths of leadership, but one of the biggest leader, uh, um, struggles for leaders is that they get way too attached and they try to make decisions to, to the, please to everybody. The yeah, to, to the yeah, yeah, to please everybody. Or it's, it doesn't even have to be the people as much as it's even the clients or whatever. Mm. And you need the vision and the goal in mind because that's what matters the most. It's not about pleasing everyone. It's about accomplishing the vision. But anyways, four pillars of leadership that I've really spelled out that I've seen really be successful for myself and that I think encapsulates so much of what leadership is. One is the leader must set the vision. Yeah. Right? So the vision is the utmost importance. And here's what it means because a lot of people in leadership think vision and mission, all that stuff is corny. It's not because it removes, it's making it all about you. So the struggle that leaders have is you're bossing people around and a lot of leaders, it's because they're the owner of the company. So if you're a real estate agent right now, you're the owner of your team in essence, right? Steven, my brother, has a bunch of team members now. He has to tell these people what to do. What's their thought? Their thought is going to be, well, yeah, of course you want me to do that because it's all about you and it's accomplishing growing your company. You got to make it a vision that's bigger than yourself. And Ed Milet, I love what he talks about when he says vision. He goes, your vision has to be big enough that other people's vision for their life and what they want to achieve can be fulfilled within your vision. Yeah, I think I mean I think that's so important even from the way that you started off by saying there's leaders that will send people into battle knowing that they're going to die. They have people on their teams that are willing to go into battle mm-hmm. for that vision. So it's like you also have to have the idea of you have to find the the people that align Bingo. with your vision and your mission yep. and then can fit their vision inside yep. of yours. That's the number one determination on and whether don't fight you- the ones who won't. Correct. 
get them off the ship. Yeah. Like, let, not get them off the ship, but let them leave yeah. the ship because that's the number one thing that determines whether someone's a fit for an organization or not. It is, are they aligned to this? They're accomplishing the vision for their life. And what they are accomplishing is so in line with pushing the vision of the company forward that it naturally pushes the company forward, right? Because you, what's the fastest way to get what you want is to help others achieve what they want. So if your vision is big enough to where, let's say that the vision for uh, Shauna, our VP of finance, is to become a CFO, right? And that's a huge part of her vision for her life. And there's other aspects to her vision, but in her career, that's her vision. Well, we have the opportunity within Reminder Media to move maybe someone like Ashana up to a CFO. And if Reminder Media needs a CFO, it pushes Reminder Media's right. vision for it, right? And so right. it works. Yeah. When it's not aligned is when everybody gets disgruntled. Everybody is like, yeah, I'm not growing. I'm not accomplishing. And that's when you have to move on. And you have to make sure you can, you can encapsulate that. But the second thing about vision, right, which is the second pillar of leadership, is not only do you have to set the vision, you have to inspire people to that vision every single day. Yeah, having people that have the same vision or the same aspirations as you is not enough in and of itself. And it's not about being extroverted versus introverted. Yeah. Because some of the best leaders of all time have been introverted. But it's about being evangelical about your message. Meaning that you, no matter where you go, what you do, you are always inspiring and bringing people back to what we're trying to accomplish here. And you're inspiring them to what they can accomplish within the vision. And it's so many companies die because they they lack the vision, they lack the inspiration. And what happens to them is it becomes a technical job. There are so many companies dying right now because they've hired technical people to work a nine to five to do a certain responsibility and a task. And then they wonder why they're not growing. Guess what? People need to show up every day, inspired to accomplish the vision and use their technical skill set as a way and a means to do that. Like I always tell my people when I have a new hire lunch and you're involved in these, I go, look, I don't want my accountant when they go home and their wife asks them or their, their friends ask them, Hey, what do you do? Yeah. I don't want them to say, well, I'm an accountant. Yeah. I want them to say, man, we, we change lives. We help business owners live a life of freedom. Now, how I help do that is through a technical skill set of accounting. When you can get your team inspired at that level where they see their technical skill. You can do skill, that yourself at your level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You've got well, to do that. It's, I mean, it's, it's a thing that you have to constantly remind yourself yeah. of. Constantly Well, the like, idea of inspiration even, you know, reminds me of, and an our CEO, uh, Steve, would use this example a ton because he's so good at inspiring people towards the vision. Yep. And he would always give this example when Steve Jobs Right, said to John Scully, yeah. the CEO of Pepsi at the time, he would always say, like, do you want, and Steve Jobs told him, do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your lives or do you want to go change the world? Yep. And it's like being able to find that, you find the right person that has that aspiration, you put the right statement in front of them, the right question, you know, require them to answer that question. Like Luke said, you don't have to be this super inspirational, motivational, which, you know, Steve Jobs obviously was at, a, at, his, uh, at his level. He was a great salesperson, yep. don't get me wrong. But even being able to find what will inspire someone yep. at that level and then hit that brutal truth of it mm-hmm. is so, so powerful. Well, leadership is not about being in charge. It's about caring for the people that are in your charge. Yeah. Right? Type idea. And so it's about really focusing and honing in on how can I help inspire this person to achieve what they want in their life, but also make sure it aligns with what the vision of the organization is. And great organizations, the biggest ones, have massive visions that they'll never achieve. So the second pillar of leadership is inspiration. The third pillar of leadership is the one that is the most 
essential to running an effective group, which yep. is accountability. Yep. It's the hardest one yep. and the one done the least. Yep. Correct. You must hold your people accountable. And here's the thing is like true love for someone and true coaching and true leadership for someone is not telling them what they want to hear. It's telling them what they need to hear. Mm. And like a good leader can see into someone greatness that they can't even see in themselves. Yeah. And a, a job of a leader is to bring that out of somebody. And you don't bring that out of somebody by only telling them the good things or only holding them to the standard that they're achieving right now. You must have such levels of accountability where you set the expectation and you inspect, right? The results. And when people, people want that, they crave that, right? They crave knowing because then there's no, you know, the politics that happens in business, it comes from lack of accountability. Yeah. The politics come from- Well, and the lack of accountability, a lot of times comes from the lack of clarity. Yeah. Like you have to be extremely clear with people what you expect and then what you see that they're able to achieve almost to the point where like they have to be able to repeat it back to you yeah, there's and a, make sure that you're on the same wavelength. Yeah, I'm going to butcher his name, but Patrick uh, Leacioni, yeah, or Leacioni, however you pronounce um, his last name, you know, Lencioni. wrote the book. Yeah, Lencioni. There you go. I didn't have it right. The third time's charm. That's Lencioni. That's what yeah. I'm here yeah. for. <laughs> but we went through The Advantage, the book, The Advantage. Yeah. And he talked, to, like, I forget the exact name of the exercise, but after every meeting, he would talk about a clarity exercise. Yeah, yeah. And it would be recapping what are the action items that come away from this meeting. If you're doing meetings where you're not doing a clarity exercise at the end, Meaning like, hey, what, what'd you hear from me? What are you going to accomplish? Everyone will run away with their own interpretation of what they heard. It will meeting. be whispered down Guaranteed. the Guaranteed. Yep. <laughs> so accountability, many, many times. it's so hard, but it's so needed. Um, you know, if we didn't need accountability in our life, physical trainers wouldn't have a job. Coaches wouldn't. There's a whole industry. Yeah, parents and wouldn't have a job. I mean, here's the thing about accountability. You know who wants accountability naturally? The best. The best. Yep. The greatest in the world. LeBron James wants accountability. Yep. So you might be thinking to yourself, I don't want to be held accountable. I don't want someone telling me what to do. I want someone, I don't want someone micromanage me. No, no, the best in the world, they want to be measured down to the coffee they drink, the water they intake, the, the amount of time they sleep, because they understand accountability is a gift. Because it's someone outside of you pointing into your life and saying, hey, look, you have a blind spot here. Or, hey, we're going to move your standards up. Like you mentioned Steve Jobs, his standards for good work was so high. And he wasn't blasting that person for necessarily that from an effort standpoint or who they were as a person. He was going, your work is not up to the level and the part it should be. Yeah. And I believe there's greatness in you to achieve that. And so I'm not going to accept mediocre. Yeah. So that's what yeah. you have to be from an accountability standpoint. And then fourth. Yeah is you can't hold people accountable if you're not willing to walk with your people within the accountability. Meaning you have to be a servant leader. Yeah. The best leaders are the ones who serve. The best leaders are the ones who go first. No one wants a leader that sits on top of the hill like Cornwallis and then sends all the troops in the battle. Yeah, you have to lead by example. Yep, correct. So and if you're thinking like, what does that mean tangibly? Well, if you expect everyone to get in and be ready to be working by nine o'clock, get in and be ready to be working by eight o'clock. Yep. Like, don't be that boss who comes in like at 930, be like, well, I'm the I'm the boss, so I get to get away with it, right? <laughs> type of idea. Because your people are going to follow mm -hmm. your example. They're going to look at that as, okay, that must be the level of expectations yep. that I need to be shooting for. And it will build the trust. And yeah. every great team is built on trust. And if you're willing to, it's like, it's, Another example would be this. If someone is not hitting their accountability that they should, right? Instead of it being just about a you stepping in and holding them accountable, it's you stepping in and helping them. It's you step like it's it's getting on the phone and making phone calls. Yeah. It's it's getting in the trenches with the people and and bringing them out 
of where they're at by showing them. And that's what great leaders do. There's also like within servant leadership, there's this idea of like being aware, being present with your individual. So even if you're not getting alongside, that's, that's one example, like get alongside and do the work, but also like be present and with your people when they're telling you either what their challenges are, what their problems that they're going through are. Don't kind of be half listening, taking notes on another screen or something like that. Like really get engaged with what they're what they're saying. To that's you. really really hard to do. So that's a great point because yeah. that is so difficult to do. To be stewardship present. is another one, and I thought this this was cool when you mentioned in the beginning of the um you know with the whole troops and everything. But within servant leadership, there's one of these principles of stewardship, mm-hmm. which is defined as the ethic that embodies the responsible planning and management of resources. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's such an interesting. Um, or a great kind of thing to look at, like it's a responsibility. Yeah. Like as a leader, it's a it's a it's a privilege. It's a responsibility that you have yep. to all of those who are following or with under your leadership that you're being responsible with the management of that yep. team and where they where they're working. Yeah, that's probably where I get freaked out the most is when I step back and think about the families <laughs> and the clients. And I I go okay 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 yes yeah, so that's why it's that. the vision. That's like the, the vision. It's yeah. the vision. It's like, I'm going to work 24-7 to accomplish this vision because I know if this vision is accomplished, it will help all the people that are attached to this vision, the clients, the people, right? Everyone. So what's the difference between, because we have a couple of minutes left, um, went through the four pillars. What's the difference between a leader and a manager, in your opinion? Yeah, I and think- can that, managers be leaders? 100% managers can be leaders. And I think the, um, my opinion would be the, when you look at like what a manager does well is they're able to get, get a task and they're able to manage that task and execute well on that task in the details, but they lack a couple different things. One of the things that they lack is they lack inspiring. They manage based upon priorities. They manage based upon non-emotional things, right? And they lack the ability to inspire and influence. They lack the ability to get that person to actually accomplish things and bring out of that person giftings in that person because all they're doing is they're managing a task, they're managing priorities. They're they're almost like it's almost like a machine versus a leader is someone who is can use the management skill set but then also the gift of influence, the gift of inspiration, the gift of being able to create. A lot of times managers are great executors, mm. but they're not great plan developers. Mm. Where a leader is someone who can understand a goal and not have to be told exactly how to accomplish that goal, but can put a plan in place to then manage that plan yeah. to get done. And I love that because sometimes we go through training and, and we've even had some internal training with like external companies or whatever come in and like tell you the difference between a leader and a manager. And sometimes they make them mutually exclusive. They don't have to be, um, yeah. but there are some distinct characteristics. I agree with everything you yeah. said there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that, I think the best leaders are great managers. True. Yeah. I think I think the yeah. best leaders are great managers um, because it's a, it'd be a f- if you're not good at um, managing, then you're probably not going to earn the trust of people, which is going to result in you not being able to influence and build and bring out of them what you know is in them. Love it. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com to get the video, get any of the uh, resource. I'm actually going to let's link to Luke wrote a blog post. Mm-hmm. Um, on this. <clears throat> you were also on another podcast where you talked about this a little bit. Maybe we can include that. Yep. Um, I can't remember the the guy's name that you're on the podcast. It was this winning, winning with uh, yeah. business and life podcast. Maybe we can link to that as well. You talked about that on that podcast. We can include those in the show notes over at statepaidpodcast.com. 
Uh, you can also follow along with the rest of the blog posts that Luke puts out there in Reminder Media Post at ReminderMedia.com slash blog. To support the show, we would love if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review and a comment just letting us know how we're doing. And the best way to support the show is to tell a friend about this episode, share it on your social media. Talking about leadership, talking about you know some qualities of a leader. I just had a little question uh, for you guys. What did the shy pebble wish? That she was a little bolder. <laughs> so you got to be bold in your leadership. Don't be the shy little pebble. Oh, that deserves, a, that deserves an applause. That came from my dad joke of the day calendar <laughs> that Jesse got for me. So all future dad jokes. That's fantastic. Told the team yesterday morning, you can blame on Jesse. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can find us on Instagram. I am over at Stay Paid Podcast. So at Stay Paid Podcast on Instagram. Luke is at Luke Acri. So make sure that you connect with us there. Uh, and we would love to hear kind of what else you yep. want to hear on the show. If you have any feedback for us, we're always interested. Look, man, we want to be held accountable. We want to be held accountable by our listeners to make sure that we are bringing you the best advice, yes. that we're bringing you the accurate advice and see if you guys are then implying that in your business. We want to hear how that's working that. for you. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre. And here is what I would encourage you from an action item standpoint is, look, everyone is a leader in an aspect of their life because leadership is about influence. Right. And so I would challenge you that you need to work on your leadership skills and you need to go in these four pillars. Ask yourself, where am I the weakest in these four pillars? And what is the lie or the myth that I'm telling myself? Like one of the common lies of leadership is I need a title to be able to be a leader, to be able to set a vision. That's one of the most common lies that people tell themselves. Go through these four pillars. Because you're a leader, because leadership is influence. And ask yourself, man, where am I failing in one of these areas? And start working on that. I would encourage you highly, go check out the leadership expert, John Maxwell. Unbelievable. In fact, chat him on Instagram because I'm trying to get John Maxwell on the show. I would love <laughs> to have him on the show. That should be your action item. But go check it out. I've read so many of his books. They're so powerful. Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 